Are you eating SpaghettiOs? Oh, um, no. Not this time. <laughs> Beefaroni. <laughs> Close. No, actually, I'm eating some delicious leftovers. Some sort of canned pasta leftovers? <laughs> no, actually, I mean, it's regular food because I didn't make it. <laughs> so canned pasta doesn't count as regular food? Um, I try not to go down the slope of counting that. It's nutrition. real food. <laughs> but... you start counting that, what's next? <laughs> yeah, then I'll be like, okay, well, I'm trying to think of something that's like a step below that. Pixie sticks? <laughs> <laughs> I suppose so. <laughs> Only the big ones, though. I don't have time for those little ones. <laughs> You think ever anyone ever gets like halfway through a pixie stick, stick and says like, oh, "I'm gonna save the rest of this for later," <laughs> just ties it off. <laughs> yes, there are those people, and I hate them. <laughs> They're the people who I was like, "Give me your pixie stick. What are you doing?" <laughs> like everyone gets like one piece of candy in class. You know, they pass it out to every kid, and there's the kid who's just like got it setting on his desk just as a monument to his restraint. <laughs> what a jerk <laughs> just like are you gonna eat that and he's like no yeah I'm saving it for later it's gonna be even more awesome man. <laughs> it's just not natural hello and welcome to another edition of the Gobeski Wallace Report my name is Charlie Wallace I'm Adam Gobeski and we have with us in the electronic studio three special guests we have uh, Doug Gobeski Alex Clark hi and special musical guest, William Billy Crystal. Uh, hello, everyone. <laughs> this is Billy Crystal. <laughs> so so good to be here. Thank you all for, for joining us today. Especially you, Mr. Mr. Crystal. It's an honor. Now, as in, in general, I actually like the way that uh, the intro went when you actually announced everybody instead of having people announce themselves. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I know there's a reason for that, but <laughs> I, I sense a butt coming. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> Sans butt. <laughs> so why are we here, Charlie? Well, there's three important events coming up in the month of June. Uh, the first one, which always comes up first, is your birthday. So uh, that's actually uh, he's not here right now. But our friend Paul Wilcox's birthday is before mine. Oh wow! So there's four important events in June. Only four. Wow. He wasn't even counting <laughs> that one. That's all four of the important events. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so when again is your birthday, uh, Paul? Paul's not here, but yeah, uh, if he um... were, he would say it was June 12th. Oh, okay. So happy birthday well, to Paul! Several days ago, we wish you the best. Yesterday, I'll pass it along to him. No, we had a conversation where today is Friday, June 17th. Wait, what? <laughs> I told you this would happen, Charlie. <laughs> today is Friday, June 17th, which means five days ago was Paul's birthday, and two days ago was Mr. Adam Gobeski's birthday. Happy birthday. Yes, Thanks. Two days late. Um, well, and of course... Well, you, you made me a comic on my actual birthday, so... Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and it was it was the best one yet, wasn't it? <laughs> well, it was the finale. <laughs> and two weeks and two days from now will be my birthday. But there's one more birthday, which uh, is often overlooked by the general Tony public. Huff's. Is Tony Huff's birthday in June as well? Yes. Oh, well, geez. 
Wait. This is the 28th, I think. Oh, so just the day before mine. I'm sure we probably even discussed this, but we probably have. But Tony uh, Hoffrey also could wait, not wait, be with so us. Two weeks, two weeks and two days from now, the 17th would be July. He's bad at math. <laughs> <laughs> two, two weeks minus two days. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Which would be 12 days. All right, just check it. Just so I guess I everybody just, has their I birthday. I was just injury. adjusting the clock settings on my computer. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, I got it right. Tony Hoff's birthday is June 28th. I knew it was in June because he was part of our three-way birthday party. <laughs> it's my favorite kind of three-way. <laughs> <laughs> but of course, the most important of all of those days. <laughs> Today... Friday, June seventeenth. It's <laughs> Joe Piscopo Day. It's Joe Piscopo's birthday, everybody. Hey, hey. huzzah! So uh, we decided to celebrate this not just because he's a brilliant uh, comic performer, but because his birthday falls between Adam's birthday and my birthday. So we needed we needed something to celebrate. So one one full day of celebration instead of two separate days. Yeah, it's as I believe we discussed at one point, it's the equivalent of President's Day. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> the exact equivalent. <laughs> <laughs> well, not the exact equivalent, because we get to throw in a couple extra others under the banner of Joe Piscopo Day. So do we well the other thing is do we want to call it Joe Piscopo Day or is there some more special name for it? I really like Joe Piscopo Day. Okay. In fact, when I uh, attempted to Google him, I accidentally typed in day afterwards because that's where my mind was. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, is that actually one? I typed? In well, I typed Jersey, into Wikipedia. <laughs> I typed it into Wikipedia, and it said, "Did you mean Joe Piscopo?" Oh, I didn't okay. actually type it into Google. I can do that right now. Did you mean Daniel Day Lewis? Joe Piscopo Day. Nothing shows up. <laughs> Another day today with Joe Piscopo. <laughs> is that his radio show i think it was him guesting on a radio show oh, okay because <laughs> i believe that's what he's doing now i think he has a radio show i believe it anyway we thought we'd celebrate this uh auspicious day with joe piscopo facts and maybe a couple of skits and maybe a special appearance by the man himself well at first i'd like to hear we from have his... joe piscopo on the episode well i said maybe well, <laughs> oh, okay. I, I, I first wanted to hear from his from his uh his special friend uh william crystal <laughs> oh yes willie william edward billy crystal if you will um. <laughs> when were when's your birthday william uh march 14th oh so you don't get to you get pie day at least yeah if you're american you get which i am <laughs> okay. you eat birthday cake or pie <laughs> I assume uh, you get pie duck pie caken. Pie caken, yes. It's a it's a classic it's a it's a Manhattan classic for those those of us. Oh, are you from uh, Manhattan? Uh William? the Upper East Side, yeah. Yeah. Can I call you William? Uh yeah, yes. Okay. Thank you, Mr. Crystal. You you don't have to be you don't have to be too familiar though. You can call me <laughs> Billy if you want. All right. <laughs> So tell us a little about uh, a little bit about yourself, Billy. What are you? What's your uh, occupation? Well, I'm a as you may may know, I'm a uh, I'm an actor, writer, producer, director, comedian, television host, a little little <laughs> bit of everything really? in that order. <laughs> yes, yes. I, I think uh, I would have heard of you if that were the case. <laughs> <laughs> I think you could make it in the business. Have you ever hosted any award shows? I might have seen. Uh yeah, maybe maybe you've heard of the uh, the Academy Awards. 
Wait, which academy is that? Um, the is that Vampire Academy? Um, you you might know them as the Oscars colloquially. Oh, <laughs> the Sesame Street Awards. Right. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. I've only hosted those uh, nine times. It's hard to keep track after a while. I understand. Yeah, yeah, especially when you get to my age. How old are you? Um, if, if that's not I, your personal question. No, no, I'm 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 68 years young. Oh, oh nice. Yeah. So you're uh, you're a little older than our friend Joe. Yeah, by a little bit. You know, I I he always likes to razz me about it. About you being younger than him. Only only four years difference. Oh, <laughs> Charlie, keep up, man. Yeah. So, like, what what sort of. Uh... <laughs> What's what? What sort of razzing does he do? Like, what's a typical insult? Oh, you know, calls me calls me old old man. Uh, calls me oldie, uh, oldie. Um, so you ever call you Joe? Then do you call him Billy? Sometimes. That's that's fun. Don't know how that got started, but um, <laughs> it just is a thing we do. I don't I don't know how you do. You sort do. of a parent trap routine where you switch names. <laughs> yeah, we try. <laughs> Sounds doesn't like it fool would anyone, though. Wait, they have different names in the Parrot Trap? Wait, no, but they would have to switch names in order to... Wait, they have the same name in the Parent Trap? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, aren't they both called Haley? Haley and Haley, yeah. yeah. What do you want to name this other kid? Just, just name her Haley, too. <laughs> if it's good enough for one of them. <laughs> so, so, Mr. Uh, Mr. Billy, sir. Yeah, it's it's kind of a tradition on our show that when we get celebrities on that, they give us some cruise tips. So I was wondering if you had any cruise tips for us. Oh, yeah. So, oh, cruise tips like uh, like on a cruise ship. Uh, that's how it initially started, but it kind of morphed into any sort of cruise you care to think of. So. Any cruise you choose. Uh, <laughs> 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 well, I've, I've been. I've been on my first year of cruises, so... By the way, just so the listening audience knows, I actually came up with a Cruise Tips theme song, and Adam listened to it and said it was, quote, unlistenable. <laughs> <laughs> so we will not be premiering a Cruise Tips theme song today. However, we may do that in the near future. <laughs> in well, fact, I... <laughs> you, you took the opening riff from the song Urgent by Foreigner. <laughs> <laughs> to which you had previously acapella sung to in a different key and attempted to put them together. <laughs> Unlistenable was generous. <laughs> Legally actionable might have been a better description. <laughs> it's hard for you to argue, sir, that this does not cause damage to the original artist. It most certainly does. It's a crime against humanity. <laughs> Anywho, Billy. Cruise tips. Oh, yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, I mean, I got a lot of them. You just want one good one? No, I want three mediocre ones. Oh, three <laughs> mediocre. Oh, I, I, can, <laughs> I can... I can get you mediocre cruise tips all day. Because <laughs> as someone who's been on a lot of mediocre cruises... Oh. You know, why should your actions not match? Um, right, you gotta blend in with your surroundings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't want to look like some kind of cruise pro. You wanna, <laughs> you wanna seem a little bit out of your element. You know, otherwise, otherwise people will come up to you and bother you because they'll be like, "This guy knows what's up." Now, 
Not See because I... you're famous, Billy Crystal. <laughs> you know, I it'd be you'd be surprised. I walk down the street and people won't recognize me. I go on a cruise and I it's like And they still don't recognize I'm... you, but they want cruise tips from you. Yeah, they they just look at me and they say, That looks like a guy who's been on a lot of cruises. Is someone pouring <laughs> themselves a drink right now? Yeah, like... yeah, yeah, yeah. That's me. Yeah. No, I, I I'm I thought you were trying to get into the cruise or... mode. <laughs> yeah, I'm just I'm rocking back and forth in my chair, trying Makes to simulate cocktail. Yeah, waves. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just got to hit the bar and next to the casino, some, some scotch good. on the rocks or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. a double, <laughs> a double. <laughs> anyway, cruise tips. So, if someone were to come up to you on a cruise, what would be your best tip to give them, or perhaps maybe the tip that was most likely to make them go away? Well, five dollars. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a good you don't too. want to just start handing out money then oh all right all right, all right. sorry then I they'll come back you, I said you. you're going to give them a tip <laughs> please go away here you are here's five dollars it sounds like it it would work in theory but they they that's when they go and they they send their kids after you uh, uh. <laughs> this guy's giving away money then word gets around and before you know it they're like hey billy crystal's just handing out money like some kind of reverse hobo (laughs) 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 so an an obo yeah an obo So, which leads me to my next tip: okay. never forget your oboe. <laughs> a a reverse. Oh, so he is a reverse oboe. I got it. Not he's. Wait, that would just be a regular hobo, right? <laughs> yeah, no, no. A reverse hobo is an oboe. Okay, gotcha. Well, we've just uh, alienated all the oboe players out there. Well, no, we haven't, because Billy was about to give us a tip about oboes. Oh, nice. nice. You always, if you bring your oboe, mm-hmm. you can make money even more than a real forwards hobo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how do you, how do, you do that? Um, you know, pe- there's something about the the water and the the salty air and just that kind of that nasal sound of the oboe just really gets people's pockets empty. They just want to shower you with money. And what do you find is the best song or songs to play on the oboe to empty those pockets? Well, I've had I've had good luck with a number of uh, tunes. Uh, I don't want you to share all of them, but maybe one or two just to give us an idea. <laughs> <laughs> well, when I'm not, uh, you know, usually something from the you know, 15th or 14th century uh, oh, really? usually does the trick. I was thinking more like Arthur's theme by Christopher Cross, but okay. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, sorry. I was thinking about the other Criss Cross. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's a different rendition of that song. All right. All right. I got you. (laughs) Also, anything by Kenny G. Oh, that makes sense. Oh, yeah. Because it's kind of like, it's kind of like uh, classing up the uh, soprano sax, you know, with the. With the oboe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I've got a, I've got another cruise tip if you'd allow me. Absolutely. Um, <clears throat> so we all familiar. There's a presidential election coming up. I don't think we've talked about that in the podcast. Either. Oh my gosh! <laughs> really? This is happening again? <laughs> no, 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 
No, just hear me out. So No, I refuse. You said any cruise you choose. I chose Ted Cruz, and then I was just left in the lurch. <laughs> what? Oh, I didn't mean for that. <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> Carl took that moment to to drop Doug. Oh, he dropped. <laughs> well, we seem to have some technical difficulties with Doug. We'll try and get that call back. But in the meantime, Charlie, what are you? What is your horrifying cruise tip? So Donald Trump is currently on track to uh, capture the Republican nomination. He basically has <clears throat> nobody oh, yeah, else in that. Yes. Well, yes. I mean, he's, he, he, he passed the, the level he of passed the threshold. Yes. At which yes. it is unlikely unless many awful things happen that he, uh, anyway. <laughs> oh, you didn't want, you didn't want to turn this into a, a question about parliamentary procedures in the Republican <laughs> National Convention. That wasn't your cruise tip. Uh, no, Point of I order. think we <laughs> Point delved of into order. that enough. Yeah. Comedy screenwriter Eaton Cohen has been following, uh, all the action and he was, uh, one of his claims to fame is he wrote the screenplay for a movie called Idiocracy. Have other other folks seen this this film? Yeah. Oh. Yes. I see where this also is going. From the back. And from the back yeah, that of the was, studio. That was my good friend Mike Judge, right? <laughs> yes. Yes. <clears throat> oh, uh, you know Mike Judge? Oh yeah, I know everybody. <laughs> uh, in By this, the way, yeah. Unrelated to nothing, but speaking of celebrities, Zac Efron's first role is in an episode of Firefly. Really? Huh. Yes. He plays a young Simon Tam. Hmm. Back to the show. <laughs> uh, one of the characters in this film is president in the future named uh, Dwayne Elizondo Mountain Dew Herbert Camacho, played by our cruise of the hour, Terry Cruz. And upon noticing this, uh, Mr. Cohen decided maybe they should make some parody campaign commercials featuring uh, President Camacho. So it looks like that might actually happen sometime in the fall, assuming that they can get the rights from Fox to do it. But we had this discussion, and I think it's the, the question was, what exactly is it going to be for? Just anti-Trump? I think that's basically what it has to be. <laughs> I'm still waiting for the tip. Oh, um, <laughs> this is almost why I want to recall the segment Cruise News. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to come up with no, tips. No, it's not news about cruises. It's tips about cruises. <laughs> like how to make good cruise stews. Well, right. my my tip to... I finally uh, figured out cruise news because I'm really smart. <laughs> <laughs> right? uh, I guess is that my... how that song goes? It, it is. That, yeah, that's, sorry, a song. that's a real song. That's the Blues Clues theme song. Oh. But it's cruise news. Maybe, maybe Charlie can sing it better. Are you suggesting Charlie sing a song about it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Perhaps oh. about, about the cruise news section that he he keeps he up. Wants, he wants to inaugurate. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, we just talked about cruise news. We just talked about cruise news. We just talked about cruise news. Um, and now we feel real smart. <laughs> There we go. Wait, we haven't talked about it, have we? Uh, yeah, we did. I think we were at yeah, the end there. Yeah, I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I guess my tip to them would be to just go ahead and do it anyway. Who cares about rights? Incidentally, you might find this interesting. I have here a cease and desist letter from Nickelodeon. It's <laughs> one Charlie Wallace. <laughs> Once again, doing damage Ce to a... Uh... Cease and desist from Nick Jr. <laughs> <laughs> and out of the blue enterprises. <laughs> 
anyway, Joe Piscopote, <laughs> <laughs> which I don't think we've even talked about yet. All right. Well, thanks a lot for uh, participating, Mr. Crystal. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, absolutely. I uh, hope I was of some help. And if you want to give up your seat now and hand it over to Paul Wilcox, who I see has just shown up, that'd be great. Oh, yeah. My, my, my good friend, Paul. Here he, here he is. Hey guys. Hey Paul. Hey. Did you guys just was Billy did I just think I just saw Billy Crystal. Uh I think it was your imagination. Are you sure? Have no. you been drinking, it, Paul? There's someone descending from my balcony. <laughs> tied together bed sheets. Oh, uh, that is Billy Crystal's favorite form of egress, so it probably was him. Comes in through the door out through the window. <laughs> He could have just used my emergency safety ladder. <laughs> That's not how Billy Crystal It goes halfway thinks. down. So Joe Piscopo Day. Yeah. That's hmm. what we're discussing, Paul, now that you're now that you're here with us. Yeah. And in fact I, I understand you celebrated a birthday not too long ago. Oh uh, yes. Yes I did. How how was it? Did you get any good swag? Uh yeah. Yeah, I did. Would you care to disclose <laughs> any of it? <laughs> Sure. Uh, I got, I got a sweet new backpack. Ooh. I got a, I got a cool umbrella. I assume this is all Monster High branded. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Naturally. <laughs> well, mom, the the backpack was Monster High, but the umbrella was Bratz. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> um, and I got uh, Machi Koro. Oh, oh nice. Fun game. <clears throat> this is a fun game. That so. Yeah, that was a, a good good catch by my uh by my brother. That's like a it's like a combination between Catan and like Dominion. So it's a good it's a quality game. Yeah, I uh played it once, I think. Back in twenty fifteen in uh, Phoenix. Oh, did we play Machi Koro? I, I think we did. We played so many games, you know. Yeah. Oh yeah, they all blend together. You gotta do something while Tony's in the shower. <laughs> Tony also has to do something while he's in the shower as well. <laughs> oh, <Okay. hours>? <laughs> <laughs> I need an adult. Is that, is that why he's taking so long? Nobody's explained to him you're supposed to lather up and rinse and stuff. He just, just stands stand. there under the faucet. <laughs> <laughs> now he's, what? When is the shower going the directions to directions on the bottle? All right. <laughs> <laughs> What is this oh, shower going to happen to me? <laughs> yeah, repeat that repeat phase, man. It goes on for a while. <laughs> when, do I, when do I get to stop repeat? <laughs> yeah, it never closes the loop. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Always have an upper upper bound on your loops. Yeah. Shampoo companies. There's no else condition. <laughs> do while. <laughs> while hair is dirty. <laughs> Do while yeah. it's just do until bottle is empty. <laughs> I'm just going through the shampoo so fast. <laughs> so you must repeat. <laughs> oh. Well, congratulations, uh, Paul, on your on your birthday. Thanks. Nice. A... Turn to the big three zero. Oh, oh congratulations! congratulations. Yeah. I uh, I also had a birthday a couple days ago. Got oh some, yeah. Got some good. Got some good swag. Including a game that uh, Paul once brought over that we never actually played called Hive. I ended up getting yeah. a copy of that. Looks, I haven't played it yet, but it looks creepy but interesting. Yeah, it's fun because it's got it's got lots of it's got bugs 
drawn on it. Bugs are kind of creepy. <laughs> you get no argument from me. Not as creepy as my Monster High backpack. <laughs> <laughs> but also but that's cute. intentionally creepy. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, Ch- Charlie, uh, since you observe your birthday today, what'd you get? Um, I got. Um, also got a Monster High backpack. <laughs> oh, you're flying off the shelves. <laughs> <laughs> I had to I had to special order it and I got a uh Xbox Live card from Doug. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for I... forgiving that that $35 debt I had to you. <laughs> oh, dang it. <laughs> <laughs> well played, Mr. Wallace. Well played. Now now that's that's the future, Doug, so it has to come true or else the whole space-time <laughs> continuum is going to uh, explode, so um and from actually you... <laughs> actually at one point uh doug said here's the card number consider it a birthday gift and i said i'll pay you back i want a real present <laughs> <laughs> unbeknownst to adam i already had ordered him a birthday present so which was great thanks again for the uh the copy of barely legal vixens i don't know what you got me <laughs> early legal vixens 2 oh good he knew you already had the first one <laughs> <laughs> Rianne told me that, that fills a gap in the collection <laughs> <laughs> there's that space on the DVD shelf that was just taunting you <laughs> <laughs> I only find it on eBay for $400 <laughs> someday I'm going to find one in the wild <laughs> well, uh, one day, one uh, thing we had decided to do to honor Joe Piscopo's birthday, and thus all of our birthdays, was to uh, uh, perform a reading of some Saturday Night Live skits. And I think we can all participate in this, actually. Well, I've got one here that I'm going to send along to the IM. I think I'd like to hear Alex do it. Uh, Is right. it a monologue? <laughs> it is a monologue. It's oh, a monologue. Wow. Lasts about a minute. And, you know, we can't expect to be as good as Joe Piscopo, so I think we just, you know, go headfirst into it. Just dive in. So so I, should, I shouldn't I should just, like, read this in advance, right? I should just... It's up to you. Some long Joe Piscopo quote. All right. Basically, to set the scene, you're, you're Joe Piscopo, and you are telling people to call into the call-in voting. Call-in voting? Yeah, like American Idol, but in 1984, that equivalent. Call these... <laughs> Call these various 900 numbers. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Hi, Joe Piscopo here. I'd like to talk to you seriously for a minute about America. Think for just a second. What's the greatest thing about our country? Why? It's, uh, why it's the right to vote. Tonight is our golden opportunity to exercise that right. You can cast your vote for the Democratic nominee just by picking up your phone. We want everyone to vote regardless of your race, color, or creed. We don't care that you're 14 years old and sort of drunk, or maybe not the brightest guy in the world. We don't care. Vote anyway. Or maybe you're saying to yourself, they're saying, gee, Joe, it costs 50 cents. I need that 50 cents. I need that 50 cents to buy desired chocolate chip cookie. <laughs> <laughs> well, why don't you go straight to Cuba, mister, and see if they let you eat cookie on the beaches of Iwo Jima. I think I made my point. I hope America means as much to you as it does to me, Joe Piscopo. To me, America is the land of the free, the home of the brave, the country that feeds the world, the birthplace of the immortal William Shakespeare, where mighty Volga fuels industrial plants, and where every citizen has the right to vote. Now, polls will be closed in just a few minutes, so please vote now. Thank you very much, and God bless America. 
Well done. I need a teleprompter. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Charlie, you're up. And I am currently uh, sending everyone a link. Smail transcript. Funky <laughs> four plus one more. What? Oh, yes. So uh, we have three characters here. Who would like to be uh, Joe Piscopo? <laughs> All right. I guess I'm assigning this. So, uh, Doug, you get to be Joe Piscopo in this one. You, you get the honor. Adam can be a Deborah Harry. And it's my lifelong don't... ambition. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Paul, you can be the uh, photographer played by Matthew Lawrence. Okay. Is everybody ready? And by the way, I have not read fully through these. <laughs> oh, Joe Piscopo was on Saturday Night Live from 1980 to 84. Maybe not the most popular years of SNL. <laughs> so uh, we'll, we'll just do our best. All right. Open on interior. Valentine's Boutique. Jersey guy Polly Herman enters. Wow, look at all the cards here. They got cards for everything. Birthday, graduation. Ah, here's a nice one. Let's see what it says here. Had I known, I would have called, but I just found out you're going bald. <laughs> What's this one say here? Uh, the earth, the wind, the sun, the moon, together we are us. Brilliant. He approaches a woman. Um, excuse me, miss. Could you help me? Oh, sure. <laughs> hey, can I ask you something? Where are you from? I'm from Jersey. <laughs> are you from Jersey? Whoa, yeah, yeah. I'm from Jersey. And you're from Jersey. I'm from Jersey. Polly Herman. Phyllis <laughs> Carroll. Hello, Phyllis. Great to meet you. Do you work here? Oh, no. I work at a chemical plant. No kidding. Yeah. Which one? United Chemical Matterhorn Plant. Oh, I can't believe it. I work at United and Brisket. Brisket away. Piscataway. Hey, did you have that big radiation scare at the plant cafeteria last month? Yeah. We did too. The bologna glowed for a week. <laughs> yeah, but I ate it anyway. <laughs> I imagine a pretty girl like yourself gets a lot of Valentine's Day cards, huh? Oh, you'd be surprised. Aren't you sending a lot of cards? Oh, maybe just one or two. Hey, Phyllis. Maybe you can help me pick out one, huh? Oh, I'd love to. Oh, boy. Oh, here's a nice one. I love you. I want you. I need you. Who's it for? My Uncle Benny. No, I don't think so. Oh, I got an idea. What? You can have your picture taken over there for $5. And you can send that to your Uncle Benny. Oh, great idea. Would you so honor this fellow Jerseyite and appear in this photograph with me? Ow, it would be my pleasure. <laughs> right this way, madam. Walks over to the photographer. Hey, that says, says photo rapper. <laughs> <laughs> photo <laughs> the photo rapper. <laughs> Close enough. Hi, we'd like a picture taken, please. Sure, sure. Sit down. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Preps his camera. Okay, husband and wife, right? <laughs> no. 
Brother and sister, right? <laughs> well, then what are you? We're, We're from, from Jersey. Jersey. <laughs> Made to black. Wasn't very good. <laughs> that was what you was, I can't believe that they wrote that sketch. Like it must it so, must work. So these are so these are the golden years of Saturday Night Live. <laughs> Like it must be completely the Jersey accent that like it was supposed to do it. So I mean, you guys did a pretty good job. <laughs> it really requires Joe Piscopo himself playing Polly Herman, which <laughs> who apparently is a repeat character. <laughs> Cousin Polly. Cousin Polly. All right, what else you got? I got I got one more for you. This one actually has Joe Piscopo playing two separate parts. So. Let's say that Alex can be the reporter, played by Gary Kroger. Adam, well, yeah, Adam has not yet been Joe Piscopo, so he can play Jimmy Carter, as portrayed by Joe Piscopo. I will play the secretary, uh, played by Julia Louis-Dreyfus. And uh, Doug or Paul, would you like to play the voice of Ronald Reagan? I think Adam can do both Joe Piscopo parts. Okay, Adam, you, you can also do the voice of Ronald Reagan. You're Jimmy Carter and Ronald Reagan. No, he's just the voice of Ronald Reagan. Sure. He can be both. I think Adam can pull it off. Paul, oh, would visually, you... he doesn't have to be Ronald Reagan. Paul, do you want to be Jimmy Carter? Paul? <laughs> Paul Wilcox is typing. I just lost my headset. <laughs> Well, he forfeits as uh, Jimmy Carter then. I assume the clacking I'm hearing is uh, <laughs> Adam's typing. I think so, yeah. Actually, it's pretty much Paul, I think. So we can still hear him. So he literally lost it. He didn't lose the connection somehow. He just doesn't know where the headset is. Oh. <laughs> can you guys hear me? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Okay. Where was it? Oh, you, you found it. Yeah, I found it. <laughs> I don't know how that happened. <laughs> oh, so you guys, so you guys could hear me then. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> uh, so uh, I, I just unplugged it for a second for some reason, and Doug, then... <laughs> Doug's like, oh, "I hear clacking. Must be Adam." I was like, "That's Paul." And I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> "We can hear Paul typing." Therefore. Oh, I could have just had like a a blind conversation with you. That would have been some good material. <laughs> anyway, do you want to be Jimmy Carter? Yeah, sure. All right. Okay. So just as a note before we, we start reading us. So in this episode, we're only being sued by Nickelodeon and NBC. Correct. <laughs> yes. Okay. Got it. All right. <laughs> and presumably Joe Piscopo. All right. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, uh, that was a good one. And uh, Doug, do you have a part? You want to read stage direction? Uh, sure. All right. Sounds good. Open on former uh. president. <laughs> Damn it. Adam, show some respect <laughs> on Joe Piscopo Day. Of all days. <laughs> of all days. Open on former president Jimmy Carter sitting comfortably next to a reporter from Time Magazine during an interview. First of all, President Carter, I think I speak for everyone at Time Magazine when I say that we're proud to be publishing the excerpts of your memoirs. Well, you're very kind, Chris. Thank you. And thank you for leaving 
out that picture of me fighting off that crazed rabbit with a boat paddle. <laughs> you know, there are a few things I would like to forget. However, the rabbit, Billy, the Ayatollah, my mother. Let's talk about your dealings with President Reagan. I'd rather talk about the rabbit. <laughs> Actually, it was during a period of transition. Just before I left the White House, I invited Mr. Reagan to the Oval Office. Uh, honestly, I was going to brief him on matters of extreme importance. I was very disturbed at his lack of interest. The screen ripples into the past, into a point-of-view shot of Ronald Reagan walking down the hall outside the Oval Office, where he's greeted by a secretary as he hums, Hail to the Chief. Hi, I'm Ron Reagan. I'm moving in pretty soon. President Carter asked me to drop by. Oh, yes, of course, Mr. Reagan. Please come with me. She stands and leads the way into the Oval Office. Oh, is this where Jimmy works? Oh, yes, sir. This is the Oval Office. Please take a seat. Reagan sits facing Carter's desk. Um, President Carter will be with you in just one moment. Will there be anything else? Yes, you're fired. <laughs> I'm just kidding. The secretary smiles politely and exits the Oval Office. Reagan's point of view shot glances around the room. Gee, the Oval Office. I wonder why they call it that. Continues to hum, hail to the chief, as he begins to move about the Oval Office. Oh, that's a nice tune. Oh, gee, when they swear me in, maybe I'll get Sammy Kahn to write up some special lyrics. Wanders to the back of Carter's desk. Gee, the president's desk. Well, may as well get a feel for it. Sits at Carter's desk. Let's see, uh, let me say something presidential. Uh, shut up! His hand points toward the door. Yeah, that's good. Shut up! His hand reaches down and pulls open a desk drawer, revealing peanut shells covering doctored photos of Billy Carter. Reagan holds it up, then drops it on the desk and pulls out an issue of Playboy magazine. I wonder who the playmate is. Opens the magazine to the page featuring an interview with President Carter. President Carter enters the Oval Office. Oh, uh, hi, Jimmy. Looking for something? Just trying it out for size. Ron, for the next few days, would you mind very much if I sat there? Oh, uh, not at all, Jimmy. Knock yourself out. Thank you. Thank you very much. Places his briefcase across the desk. Ron, now, I... I invited you here to brief you on matters of supreme importance. Ron's hand enters the frame in a posed position as Ron admires his manicure. Uh, Ron? Yes, Jimmy? Uh, I, I was saying, concerning the issue of human rights, I'm sure you want to continue the policy of opposing dictatorial regime, regimes throughout. Ron now begins to trim his fingernails with a clipper. Ron, am I, am I boring you? Oh, uh, no, no, no. I I'm all ears. With regard to our domestic problem, we must never advocate our responsibility at to the nation's poor, the elderly, the disadvantaged. Ron? Can I interrupt briefly? Do you think that was supposed to be abdicate? Yeah. Wait, where? <laughs> advocate seems really strange. That's why oh. I tripped over that one. <laughs> 
I was like, no, that says advocate. (laughs) (laughs) Doesn't seem very Jimmy Carter-like to never advocate the responsibility (laughs) to the nation's poor elderly or disadvantaged. Which probably means that (laughs) someone who was a fan of this particular season and this particular sketch went online and typed out every single line (laughs) and got that one wrong. That's what that tells me. This is just what the closed captioning had down for us. The... <laughs> Could be, yeah. <laughs> Ron, now that you have attended to your personal hygiene, let's try to concentrate for a moment on the salt negotiations. Of all the overwhelming problems faced by... Ron's hands enter frame and begins to caress Carter's briefcase. Uh, nice briefcase. Well, thank you. Thank you very much, Ron. But, uh... No problem is more urgent than finding a way to curb the dangerous and expensive buildup of nuclear... Ron opens Carter's briefcase with both hands, revealing a beeping triggering device inside labeled, Warning! Triggering device activated. What's the button for? Don't touch that, Ron. (laughs) I see we have got a lot of work to do. Closes and locks the briefcase. Uh, perhaps there's something that you would like to ask of me. Uh, yes, uh, Jim. Can you do this? Holds his hands together and twiddles his thumbs around one another. Carter grabs the briefcase and pulls it away. No, I can't, Ron. Uh, how about this one? Touches his fingers together, then moves them in a climbing motion and sings. Itsy bitsy spider went up the water spout. Carter looks on, dumbfounded, as a side camera pulls out to reveal the cameraman and stagehand kneeling in front of the desk. <laughs> this is what you found. <laughs> Save the best for last. Well, this one had Joe Piscopo in two different parts. <laughs> is, is this really worth getting sued for? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, these are pretty terrible. Yeah. I mean... I mean, I actually looked up a few Joe Piscopo sketches. There's some on NBC's website. And they were generally much better than that. <laughs> just put Joe Piscopo on shuffle. The, so there was a Joe Piscopo playlist, although I didn't click on that. When I just searched for Joe Piscopo under the Saturday Night Live database. There was like actually a decent one where like when he does stuff with Eddie Murphy, like it was pretty good. Like there's one where he's like David Letterman. Oh, yeah. And, and Eddie Murphy is Gumby. <laughs> and, well, that one was pretty good. But yeah, the thing I think I learned that I didn't necessarily realize is that I think Joe Piscopo is generally an impressionist. Yeah, I think they. <laughs> if you look through all of the uh, transcripts online where they were talk, where they were giving the cast list for each episode, he's in probably about half of all of the skits during the time that he's there. Because I think in Saturday Night Live at any given time, they have at least one person who's just sort of like a an everyman sort of can do lots of different impressions. You know, whether it's like him or phil hartman or or whoever but still if there's not a lot of uh notable skits that we can point to well i also noticed when i looked like going onto the transcript website you've been sending us links to like uh-huh. basically like oh the sketches that i watched online that was kind of funny let's see if we can do that nope no transcript exists <laughs> these are the ones that people <laughs> wanted to write down for whatever reason <laughs> yeah people wanted that reagan carter thing <laughs> did everybody catch the uh the peanut joke yeah yeah yeah, yeah that was <laughs> that was the best of this stuff. part of the sketch right there the eat your heart out lauren michaels the billy carter joke yeah. <laughs>
No, I still think Joe Piscopo's finest moment was on Star Trek The Next Generation. Oh, yeah. Where apparently he wrote all his own material for that episode. Really? That's what the internet told me, and it couldn't possibly be not true. (laughs) (laughs) Who did he play on that uh, episode? Some alien guy? No, he plays the stand-up comedian that Data, in the holodeck, that Data's learning humor from. Oh. So, Joe Piscopo? Yeah, basically. Wait, hold on. He's not actually playing Joe Piscopo? He's just playing a generic comedian? Yes. Missed opportunity. Well, there's. I assume there was some debate about people knowing who Joe Piscopo was in the 24th century. <laughs> <laughs> I guarantee you that's the sort of conversation that happened in the writer's room. It'd be like, it'd be the classic thing for like the rule of three, like they'd name like two like really big historical figures, you know, like, right. and then that we would know from this century and then they'd name Joe Piscopo. Because in the future, he does something really great, like in 2024. Oh, I thought you meant the rule of three, where like they name two people you've heard of and then a made-up third name. <laughs> yeah, yeah, kind of like, like, that. like like Albert Einstein, Stephen Hawking, and Morgan of SETI four or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you name two events in the past and one in like the near future, also that sort of thing. Like, by the way, if you're if you're wanting Netflix that episode, it's called The Outrageous Okona, and it is episode four of season two of TNG. That's right. You should at least do that. I mean, listening to this podcast is not nearly enough to do to honor Joe Piscopo Day. So you have to do that and at least watch one thing. Oh, geez. It's kind of tragic that there's not much time left on today, Friday the 17th, Joe Piscopo Day, for me to watch that episode. If only there was some way that I could... Uh, Go back in time and have more time to watch it. Well, there's not, so. (laughs) What a shame. (laughs) You'll have to be prepared next year. (laughs) Well, yeah, geez, those two terrible skits were all I had. And Adam's one, like, reasonably funny thing that he brought. (laughs) I was here to honor Joe Piscopo. (laughs) I was here to find the first uh, skit that wasn't, like, mildly racist or homophobic. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, there were a couple Don Rickles skits that I was like, (laughs) (laughs) Well, and there was other stuff that was like, yeah, he does a lot of stuff with Eddie Murphy, but it was like, well, we're not Eddie Murphy, so I don't know if we should be delivering those lines or not. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, happy 65th birthday, Joe. Yeah, happy birthday, Joe. Thanks for letting us share your day with all of us. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it's a good one. <laughs> ah, yeah, so I guess for another edition of the Gobeski Wallace Report, my name's Charlie Wallace. I was Adam Gobeski. I'm Paul Wilcox. I'm Alex Clark. Damn it. <laughs> Did you forget Doug some name? Gobeski. <laughs> oh, I started saying it while Alex did his, so... Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> this is why we need to be we need an outro from Adam as well as an intro. Oh, I did That's what I was waiting. Charlie for does originally. the outro. Oh, oh uh, I don't know. And a special thanks to our guests Alex Clark, Paul Wilcox, uh, Doug Gobeski. No, you got to give him time to say thanks. Oh, um, our guest Alex Clark. How are you bad at thanks. this? Uh, Paul Wilcox. Thank, thank <laughs> Great to be here. Uh, and Doug Gobeski. 
Always a pleasure. And uh, Billy Crystal, who jumped out the window, but uh, we thank him for being here anyway. He, and... he, he more like quickly descended like a, like a spider. <laughs> he shuffled. He stole the microphone, too. That's rough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was on a very long rope, which he eventually got to the end of and yanked through the window. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I figured out what happened finally. <laughs> yeah, that would have been confusing. <laughs> Hey listeners, thanks for listening to that episode. You can check us out on Facebook or you can follow us on Twitter at GW Report. And you can always check out our website at www.gobeskywallsreport.com, which is full of our podcasts and extra musings that you can read. That's true. There's a lot of art. Is there? Yeah. Writings and artistic things that are deserving of your attention. So check it out. You better. Or what? Yeah, I think next Joe Piscopo Day, maybe I'll look up skits that are f- funny. <laughs> <laughs> Do some research. <laughs> By the way, while we were doing the New Jersey thing, Brianne came in to stare at me like with just a look of just like confused horror on her face. <laughs> and she mouthed at me, what are you doing? Well, they had to use their time somehow because they also didn't have the internet. So yeah, well, a better way to spend well, your time than to write up fan fiction and send it to uh, everyone in the world. It disturbs me how much sense that makes. <laughs> it really makes me want to write up some fan fiction and send it by mail. I feel like you'd get rent that way, you know? That's <laughs> oh, true. No, Start looking through yes. addresses and be like, yeah, yeah. So you're going to like unsolicit. Sonic. <laughs> Sonic and Knuckles gets hot and heavy. Unsolicited Sonic and Knuckles slash fanfiction. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hi, you, you don't know me, but I would like to send you this pornographic... <laughs> <laughs> story I wrote. <laughs> oh, it'd be so effective. <laughs>